White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. Awesome. My name is Herb Lawrence, ectorwall 23 on Twitter. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and if you go to YouTube, you should subscribe there and hit the notifications bell so you know when we drop a video. 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave a voice message. And man, oh man, it exploded again today. Thank you guys for all these good voicemails. 312-566-8727 and LockedOnSocks at gmail.com is the way you can send an email. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Just play it. uh, It's awesome. Hang on. We're brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Uh, Herb- is he still there? Who? Bill. No, he is. You just okay. got to get the presenting sponsor out of the way. They, they pay for the prominent position there. So they've got to be before old Bill. Uh, and before we get to old Bill here in my basement, uh, I like how you're channeling your inner Hawk Harrelson early here tonight. Just saying, awesome. Feisty, mercy. Um, <laughs> Bill, how are we doing tonight? The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. So we start where we start every time, Herb. Starting pitching tonight was awesome. Dallas Keuchel, seven hits, uh, seven innings pitch, three runs. All of them. Oh, yeah. There three runs, all of them earned. Six punch outs. Oh, baby. Uh, season ERA to 444. Um, 444. Uh, yeah. Alone. Dallas Keuchel was just amazing tonight, Herb. Uh, no, who are we kidding? Great here? job, <laughs> Dallas. We'll talk about you some other day. <laughs> all right. So this was... Uh, I don't know what you call this one uh, last night, Herb. This was just a, an old country ass whooping. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I can't think of, of the superlatives to describe this one, even though technically it's kind of my job to do so. But uh, this was not an entertaining game. Well, it was. If, you know, if you're just a sick White Sox fan and you're sick of the Minnesota Twins beating your brains in for the past, you know, 20 years almost mm-hmm. <laughs> with the, with the rare exceptions of 2005 and 2008 the blackout game but there have been moments along the way where the Sox have been on plenty receiving ends of beatdowns like this one here and you know it just it, it, it's just a great victory tonight the uh, the White Sox win 16 to 4 over the Twins improving their record to 25 and 15 as the Twins fall to 13 and 26. Uh, quick news and notes here before we get into this ass whooping. Uh, Jose Abreu will not be a part of this twin series, even though I bet you he's fighting uh, with, uh, I don't know if he's in a walking boot or whatever he's got <laughs> to stabilize his uh, his his uh, ankle, but uh, he's got some inflammation in his left ankle, suffered during the slide 
into home plate during Sunday's win. X-rays were negative. MRI MRI showed inflammation. Uh, they expect him to play in the Yankee series coming up this weekend, but Tony Larusa was kind of uh, non-committal to that even. But last night, no Jose, no problem, obviously for the White Sox. And uh, you know they'll be without Jose, but they surely didn't need him tonight as the Sox just pound. Minnesota, 18 hits and 16 runs. Uh, less boring here, okay? Uh, this We're going to try to make this entertaining, even though the game was not so much. So, first inning here, Sox really get started on the, on the right notes. T.A. setting the tone at the top. He, of course. He gets on base. You know, when the Sox win, T.A. is most likely doing some things uh, in a positive uh, manner here. So, T.A. gets on. You know, and the Sox do their thing. Nick Madrigal singles. It's a big night for Nick Madrigal. Yohan Moncada walks. So all of a sudden, uh, you have bases loaded uh, in the first inning, which is pretty good. You have J.A. Happ out there on the bump for the Twins, and the Sox get to work. Uh, your mean contributes with the with a two run single there, making it two to nothing. Uh, and you know, the Sox kind of just you know they get on the board quick and early, which is what you want to see in a series like this. On the road, coming out, set the tone, and then, oh boy, things just kind of got a, out of hand there uh, for a little bit. But uh, Nick Madrigal, Herb, the John Straw men are out tonight. Uh, you know, we, People act like uh, this has been a long time coming for Nick Madrigal, uh, finally collecting this uh, career milestone here. Uh, let's just hear it. Uh, this is Jason Minetti and Steve Stone. One and two to Madrigal. That ball is leveled to left field by Madrigal and his first career home run. Madrigal bring him home for the first time. He's got a major league home run. And the big smile crosses his face for a 4-1 lead. Uh, just we're taking in some live audio here. Here's J.A. Happ uh, in the Twins postgame commenting on that home run from Nick Madrigal. Fuck the home run. Okay, we uh, very short and sweet tonight <laughs> from J.A. Happ. Uh, um, just a quick note here from Sox Nerd before we get to reaction, Herb. Sox Nerd had some great nuggets about Nick Madrigal's uh, first career home run. He's the 657th player to homer for the White Sox. You think about all the people that have played for the White Sox. Only 657 guys hit a home run for the Sox. Uh since the Sox hit their first home run on April 29th of 1901, so Dick Madrigal becomes number 657. And uh, in terms of uh, short people, uh, don't want no short, short man uh, for the White Sox. In terms of short players to hit a home run for the White Sox, Madrigal is the 42nd player that's five foot eight or shorter to homer for the Sox. Uh, Ray Durham. Top of the list, as always, 106 home runs. You go down the list. Tim Raines, you got is your Harry lead. Chappis on the list. <laughs> um, no, uh, not, not not enough. Let's check the height on Harry Chappis by Cracky. Uh, Leary Garcia's got 26 homers, uh, and Warren Newsom and Craig Rayback Mercy tied, yes. tied for 12 at the bottom of the list. The so, Deacon. So Herb, uh, you've been hating on Nick Madrigal uh, for your entire life, uh, even <laughs> before since Nick Madrigal was born. What's it like to finally eat shit last night after watching that Nick Madrigal? home run in that in that White Sox ball game against the Minnesota Twins I was shocked I was <laughs> driving to the softball game we had tonight and I saw it flash because I saw the first three runs score in the first inning and I was all right we're on to a good start and then I saw it was like four to one I was like how do we get this fourth run and I saw that line I always see the line it's like two 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 and then a run it's like uh oh that usually means a home run like when the the bat is there the run is there then the 
hits are there, and then it's a run score. Did you, like, did you think that's someone, a magical home run? Did you list. think? Did you think someone suffered cardiac arrest in the outfield for Nick yes. Madrigal to get that home run? <laughs> and I saw. I was like, and then I looked down. I was like, one off of half. I was like, holy shit, he did it. And then I looked at the replay. I was like, he murdered that ball. He did he crushed that ball in the left center too. I thought he was going to get cheapy, like uh, at like Boston or somewhere like New York this weekend. He would just get it over the fence, but no, nah, that was what three ninety. Yeah, yeah, 389, 99.9 on the exit velocity there for, for Nick Madrigal. Yeah, a really nice night for Nick Madrigal. And I'll say this, like, you know, we're going to keep it pretty light here tonight, but uh, I was very concerned about Nick Madrigal coming into t- uh, yesterday's ball game because he had looked, you know, pretty overmatched over the past week or so, especially in that Royal series where chasing pitches out of the zone, it was, you know, really, really weak contact. You know, he's not necessarily the exit velo leader in baseball, but he's getting some really weak contact to the opposite way. And pitchers are kind of pitching him accordingly. You saw a lot of that with, uh, uh, Greg Holland in Sunday's game where just that, that really frustrating at bat late in the ball game where he just meekly taps out to the first baseman. But I was worried about Nick Madrigal. This is the first time that the book is out on Nick Madrigal. And I think, you know, the book's always been out on him, but this is the first time that the pitchers have actually had a game plan to approach him. And this is the first time where, you know, Nick Madrigal's not seen the results that he's used to seeing, getting those hits left and right. And he's starting to you know, meet the pitchers halfway and swing at pitches out of the zone. So this is a really encouraging sign, I think, for Nick Madrigal last night, going three for five, a really big night. Uh, congratulations on your first career home run, Nick Madrigal. Will we see another one this season, Herb? Ooh, ooh that's a lot to ask. <laughs> I mean, but seeing that swing, yeah, we'll yeah. see another one. That's that's a that swing right there can get it done. He'll run into one or two more uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I think maybe one more is a, a fair one, especially if you know if you can if you can you know just get one a wall scraper, you know what I mean? Like you know maybe into the basket at Wrigley, something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, fun times for Nick Madrigal. But this one was just fun all the way around. So it didn't stop there. My guy, Danny Mendick, coming through. Danny Mendick in the air, left center field. It goes to the wall. It's a grand slam. Danny Mendick takes it up and out and bring them all home. It's 10-1. Wow, it's an assault on the Twin Cities. And the fans were not happy there. It just it, Danny Mendick doesn't play a ton, but whenever he's in there, man, he just makes stuff happen, man. Like you know, he just does everything you ask of him mm-hmm. out there in the outfield, making good plays, heads up plays, you know, saving a base here or there in the outfield, backing up the center fielder. It's good stuff right there, and it's good to see him contribute with the bat. I hope they can find a way to keep this guy fresh and keep him into the fold because good things tend to happen when he's out there. He's a player that every team needs. He is what Lurie Garcia is supposed to be idealized as the best place that I um, that Lurie is supposed to be in the game. Very little, but when he gets in there, he gets some production. I don't think Mendick's an everyday player, but when he does get his chance, he shows you that he can do some things. I think he'll get a little exposed if he plays, you know, uh, 140 games. But in this role on this team as a fifth infielder, fourth outfielder, perfect. Let's do it. I think if we go forward and everybody comes back, I would like him to be that role instead of Lurie because I think he's a little bit better, a little faster, smarter, and can do a little bit more things with the glove than what Lurie can. Uh, and you mentioned, uh, you know, he's a guy where you need a Danny Mendick or two on your team. 
guys that just don't ask why or when they just go out there and play when their name's in the lineup card and good things happen. You know, everyone's got a role to play and guys that are ready, uh, you know, the, the, Danny Mendick's the type of guy that could be, you know, your, your atypical world series hero type. If the Sox are blessed enough to get that far where, you know, you get late in the game and something happens, you have an injury and you just got a, got a guy that's cold off the bench that hasn't hit in a while. And he could come up there for you and just put the bat on the ball and not overthink it. And just uh, good things will happen. As a matter of fact, let's check in with the voicemail real quick before we get to Leuri. Two words, men, dick. Thank you very much. A very solid voicemail to start off the show. Uh, you mentioned Leary Garcia. He says, whoa, not so fast, Herbie. That ball's tagged to right field. On a line. Into the gap it goes. More to come. Moncada and Mercedes. And it's a dozen tonight for the Sox. And they're definitely not saying Boo-Earns in Minneapolis. I was saying Boo-Earns. I mean, you talk about just a great night to be alive. An ass-whooping of the Twins and Jason Benetti's throwing out obscure Simpsons lines. In the, it, during a play, a run-scoring play, you, you got to love it. Um, another, th- you know, just offensive note from this game here that I, I want to get to. This is why we do the show. This is why we watch baseball. It's for top-tier pitcher and batter matchups like Williams, Estadio, and Yermin Mercedes, folks. This is why we love the game. You have the battle of the the two portly right-handers out there. in a the barrel-chested bar- ones. <laughs> yeah, barrel-chested, yes, sorry, uh, out there in the Twin Cities. And you get a 3-0 count on Estadio, and everyone knows he's going to, you know, he, he'll, he'll groove you one on 3-0. Everyone knows this is about Williams, Estadio. And if you read the scouting report on Yermin, you know he's up there hacking at 3-1. We don't need a pitch clock for Astadio. Oh, he loaded up. Center. <laughs> it is gone. There you go. A 3 0 swing. And it's 16 to 4. Well, I'm thinking that probably doesn't. <laughs> Stony. Perfect. I, I love Stony. And I don't know what the equivalent is for the Twins fan on, on the flip side of this thing. I don't know if it's. You know, uh, Carlos Gomez needlessly diving for a final out in center field when he could have just ran and caught it. I don't know what it is. Like, whatever the Twins version of spiking the ball is, if it's Jock Jones, you know, bat flipping in a, in a blowout game. I saw Rob Hart mention that that uh, awful game in 2006 where the Twins really whooped the Sox ass and uh, Ozzy left Jimmy Gobble out there to, to finish it up for him. But I don't know what the Twins equivalent is, but uh, you're mean being just the, mm, ah, the cherry on top of this game tonight. What'd you make of him swinging on 3-0, by the way? I don't know if Love this it. Is, yeah, I do too. I don't, know, I don't know if this is going to be a thing tomorrow or not. It probably is because baseball people are dumb. <laughs> Yermin doesn't read the unwritten rules because they're not written, so fuck it. You're going to send out a, a position pitcher out there, a position player out there to pitch? We're going to be swinging because we got real hitters. Though that At bat counts against Mercedes as he gets out. He's not Magical got out. Lamb got out. So they have a lesser on their bat, batting average. It doesn't say, hey, you faced versus a position player. We don't count that. No. You're going to be throwing the ball over the plate. I'm going to be hitting. I'm into my thing. And if you're going to be throwing bullshit 47 mile per hour, get me over fastballs, I'm going to be crushing. And that is a 3-0 swing that I want to see every single time. Punish them. If you're going to be putting guys out there like that, or if it's a real pitcher, I don't give a damn. There's no clock in baseball. You put it on them. You put as many runs as you can on them. 
And if you don't like it, stop it. So that was a 109.3 exit velocity, and they, the pitch velocity of that one was uh, clocked at 47.1 miles an hour, and I just could not wait. I was like, I was like, you know, gripping my couch cushions, waiting for that 3.0 heater to come, but then, but then he hangs one, and I just like that's why there's a lot of reasons to love this game last night, Herb, and the 6:40 start helps awesome. love that love the early start um love the blowout because i was able to read my daughter a bedtime story and i was able to catch up on the mayor of east town on hbo with the wife and keep one eye on this game and this is just that's why you love this game here tonight herb um just i don't know if there's any takeaways here big picture but other than i cannot believe the twins are this bad right now i don't no, clearly none of us saw it coming it's four straight victories against the twins that the white Sox have and again well i'll ask the question uh, of you are the twins done that's one they were asking of ozzy Guillen tonight who ozzy uh, chimed in with it with a very nice quip early on in this one you don't need jose abreu jose, who? <laughs> when you play when you play against the guppies yeah no more piranhas so they're the guppies um they've got to be done right yeah they're there you could tell in their body language jay hap came into the first game versus the white Sox as one of the best pitchers in the league he had a great sterling era record was good and the last next two the times the white Sox punished him we said this we forecast this when they signed him like really are you not paying attention it doesn't matter who's in the lineup hose not in the lineup the white Sox hit left-handers very well and this is got to be deflating to get outscored 42 to 17 in the four games you played versus the White Sox, 42 to 17. And like two of those, like three of those games were not close. There was one, I think it was a four to two victory with the White Sox got. But this is how you do it. If you want to show your main focus is the twins in coming into this year and you're showing them. You guys ain't nothing. We're taking over this league, and we're going to do it to you personally. We're like, Remember when you guys got up on us last year and you were talking all that smack, and then we finally got back and we won the division and tied up the season series? It's going to be nothing like that. You guys are going to be lucky to win five games this year because <laughs> we're out here looking to stomp on throats, and they stomped on a throat today. It feels so good. The re- like, If you're Nash Walker, you're opening up Locked on Twins. You got to be demoralized. I, just think about it the other way. If this was the White Sox with the Twins record and the Twins come into our house and demolish us. Well, we've seen it before. 3-0 and <laughs> murders a home run. We're pissed. We're pissed at the White Sox. Not pissed at, not pissed at the other team. We're like, the White Sox are done. We're just cashed. We're like, fire Rocco Baldelli. Trade everybody away. Let's start this shit over because that team is an unstoppable force and they don't have... Their top center fielder, they don't have their left fielder, and they're not playing with their first baseman. They're still out here serving us. Yeah, I think Rocco Baldelli, I think that's the first uh, head to roll here because they, they can't quite trade anyone yet, I don't think, just because there's, they've got so long to go on paper. But we all know this team is – I don't see any way they can recover because of this bullpen. It just They keep digging deeper and deeper. With the, when you, you don't get good outings from your starting pitching and this bullpen gets used and used and used. It's already a bad bullpen. You could, uh, you could take a good bullpen – 
and if you overwork them, like they end up being trash for you in August and September, and they're trash already on May 17th, so I don't know what to say other than, you know, I, I live in the past because I'm a coward and loser, Coach, Coach Ditka, but, you know, this does not happen under a Ron Gardenhire managed team. Like a, a, a loss like this against the White Sox just doesn't happen. Like they're just non-competitive against the White Sox. And I know it was kind of a deflating series for them against the A's because, you know, they had that nice comeback win on Saturday. Then they blow the lead late again on Sunday. But it's tough to see how the Twins can recover. And I, Nash Walker did have a nice tweet tonight early on in this game. I saw him on Twitter. He had a beautiful photo of Target Field. It looked like a lovely night to be at the ballpark other than all that pollen that was circulating early in that ball game. But, it, you know, he just said uh, – it's great to have a seat for the Nick Madrigal show here. So he was not happy that Nick Madrigal was going deep there uh, early in that one. So, yeah, man, uh, you know, the Sox got two more. Keep stepping on the throats, man. That's what they've done so far this season. To their credit, They're, the Sox are undermanned. Uh, but they, but you know, just the quality team efforts, you know, every day. So uh, we'll see how this one shakes out. As tomorrow, tonight, I should say, it's going to be Michael Pineda, who usually goes, you know, fares pretty well against the White Sox against Lance Lynn. But if you think Lance Lynn's going to relent after an outing like this, uh, I think again. So we're going to take a quick time out here, and we'll get some of your voicemails on the other side here on Locked On White Sox. This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Wealthfront. You know, stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Weatherfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need to get started is 500 bucks. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today. This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Locker Room. Welcome aboard, Locker Room. They're one of our new friends, new sponsors on the show. Locker Room is the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders all in real time. They're perfect if you're going to do a watch party, a debate, a post-game breakdown, or just maybe reacting to the big news of the day. I'm hoping Herb and I will get to get down with the Locker Room app during the regular season and you guys can interact with us on there and then maybe even we'll share some of our interactions right here on Locked On White Sox. So all you have to do is download the Locker Room app and best of all, it's free in the iOS app store. All you do is create a profile, link it to your Twitter account and then join your preferred league. And don't forget folks, we want those takes spicy on the Locker Room app, okay? Download the Locker Room app in the iOS app store today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's check out some of these voicemails. And how can you, the White Sox fan, Herb, get a hold of us on the Locked On White Sox voicemail? 
Harold Baines, A.J. Brzezinski, Mark Burley, Jorge Orta, Bo Jackson, Carlton Fisk, and Tim Anderson. 312-566-8727 is the way you can reach us on voicemail. All right, let's see uh, what's going on here from the 563. Hey, guys, this is Kevin from Alsip. 14-3, and of course, uh, Tony's got to kill my buzz, putting Jake Lamb in. Hey, wrote a little song about it. It goes oh, like Jesus. this. <laughs> oh, whoa. Why does Tony play Jake Lamb? Play Jake Lamb. Play Jake Lamb. Why does Tony play Jake Lamb? That fucker's got a goal. That's, uh, that's a parody of an old uh, song yeah. from nursery school. We got it. Thanks. Well, Mary had a little lamb, of whoa. course. Okay. Anyway, uh, 14 3, I was having fun, and then, and then, and then they put that fucker in, and, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, how about that, Danny Mendick? <laughs> yeah, how about it? <laughs> I love us white sex fans. You're like, uh, ass whooping today? Fuck Tony LaRusso. <laughs> yes, Jake Lamb. Awesome. Jake Lamb, yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you be upset about that after, uh, after an ass whooping like this? All right, Portage Park checking in. Hey, guys, this is Ian from Portage Park. Love the show. I just started the game a little late watching on DVR, but my thought is uh, that outfield, though. <laughs> <laughs> that outfield, though. Yeah, um, you know, when things get shuffled around a bit, when Jose Bray's not in the lineup, yeah, the, the outfield on paper looking kind of rough out there with Mendick, Leury, and Billy Hamilton. But Billy Hamilton had himself a night uh, last night as well. He even made some great uh, plays out there in center field, man. He so. tried to get himself two home runs and got none. <laughs> that, he tried to get the inside the Parker, and then he tried to uh, go deep on the Grand Slam, but uh, got caught at the wall. But I was surprised on that power by Billy Hamilton. I know. It's that kind of night uh, in Minneapolis. But, yeah, that that Little League home run, the botched Little League home run, I think if he would have just kept his head down running from third to home, maybe he would have had a shot. But, uh, you know, just good sportsmanship uh, by Billy Hamilton, I guess, not uh, not running as hard as he possibly could. But that was still fun. Uh, next one coming in from the 312 again. I, uh, I also had another voicemail. Uh, I get if you don't got to play it because you have to play But doesn't it seem like this team has, has – it's kind of changed its attitude. The team looks like they're having a lot more fun. And I was starting to notice, because it took them, what, until nine wins to go above 500. I think you're having a lot more fun when you're winning baseball. But just overall, especially in that game yesterday with the picture uh, when Jose had a slide, like the team just looks like they're having more fun. Um, do you think Tony is having anything to do with kind of just not being involved as much or not being such a fucking dumbass? Or, or what do you guys think it is? <laughs> All right, yeah, this is my last one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Thank you, um, Nick. I appreciate that. Yeah, it does seem like they're having fun. It does seem like they're rallying around each other a bit. And the the observation about how it took them for a while it took them a while to get over 500 but once they got there they never looked back and that's one thing that we kind of hoped would happen and that's certainly something that happened and you know they they've got a good core man it's a good group they like each other and there's not a whole lot of new additions you know, this year compared to last year, when you know that the chemistry was already good last year, Liam Hendricks only added to the positive nature with his fig jam, and you know, guys, lifers like Billy Hamilton coming in who have played all around, and no one's ever had a bad word to say. So yeah, they, it seems like they like each other a lot, and they like playing for each other. And I don't know how much the manager matters in that, to be honest with you. Yeah, we said that that was the only thing that Tony was responsible for. He doesn't need to mess up the chemistry in the in the clubhouse. It was already established. It's the players clubhouse. So let them do what they want to do in the clubhouse. And they do enjoy each other's 
uh, success. You saw the other day when Yermin came up with a good pinch hit. Everybody's cheering for him. Everybody's up. They're happy. They're healthy as hell. I think, as he said, when Jose comes and scores that run, they're happy they win the game, but they're happy it's Jose Abreu, the captain, the guy that is the heart and soul of the team. And they go wild for him. And after the replay shows that he is safe, everybody goes off, man. And I think Jose, like uh, the adrenaline keeps him, you know, from feeling the ankle pain. But I could see the play where his right ankle, like, first goes down and, like, catches some dirt. And it, like, goes in an awkward way. So I say, ah, that's where he happened. And he got the, uh, like, what is it, tendonitis, some uh, soreness in his ankle. Inflammation, yeah. Inflammation in his ankle. So those guys are just happy that, their captain, their guy that is leading the way is doing whatever he can do to win games for them. And they went off. They were like so happy that they got a split with the Kansas City Royals, got the walk off victory. And yeah, they feel like a cohesive unit that is happy for each other's success. No matter what, Lurie gets a hit. Man, good, good hit, Lurie. This guy gets a hit. Man, that's awesome. Billy Hamilton gets a hit. They're hyped up about him. And he just joined the team. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you got to cheer for each other. And uh, as I like to say, Tanny, as you know, I've made the the saying myself that all ships rise in a boat. <laughs> I get damn it. I fucked it up again. All all tide, yep. the high tide rises or all ships. The Boom. Prince, Prince of tides. Got right. Gotcha. All tides rise, rises all ships. I got it. Finally. Yeah. I think I spoke too soon about your mean Mercedes uh, making people upset. Uh, we'll take a time out here and we'll uh, see if there's anything uh, worthwhile here from the Minnesota Twins broadcast last night oh, here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at betonline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Looking to make a play on this big Chicago-Minnesota series coming up? Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year. Joey chestnut right now the over under set at 74 and a half hot dogs for joey chestnut for wednesday june 30th 2021 the hot dog eating contest for this year you want to bet on the new york lottery you can do that you can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even i'm telling you they've got all your betting needs covered here at bet online so don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts and don't forget our promo code locked on at bet online that's promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus locked on white Sox is brought to you by our friends at built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar 
ever. Guess what, friends? I've got another health update for you guys. I mentioned that I started eliminating unnecessary sugar from my diet, working out a little bit more, but most of all, getting rid of those unhealthy snacks that I tended to overindulge in at times. And I can tell you that about two and a half months into this lifestyle change, I am down about 15 pounds now. And I got to tell you, I don't know if I could have done it without Built Bar. I'm going to keep going, folks, because I, I'm loving the way I'm feeling. I have a new routine. I don't even miss those sugary snacks and soda and all the other stuff that I used to eat all the time because I have Built Bars. I order them in bulk, basically, whenever I order them, so I never run out. Uh, I have one for an afternoon snack and one after dinner to get rid of my sweet cravings, and they've done wonders for me. They've totally eliminated my my cravings for sugar, but they still taste delicious. That's the best part. See, this stuff doesn't work if Built Bars don't taste awesome, and they do. You know, you have some of these other protein bars out in the market, and they don't taste as good, and they're pumped with sugar a lot of times, but Built Bar, that's not the case. Low sugar, low carb, high protein, and always covered in 100% chocolate. I can tell you that my new favorite flavor for the time being is coconut brownie chunk. I've got it right here in front of me. It's only 150 calories, but it's packing a whopping 15 grams of protein in this bad boy, okay? And it's just delicious chocolate coconut brownie chunk. But if you want to get yourself a coconut brownie chunk, Go to BuiltBar.com now because these things go fast. Whenever I get an email saying that we have this flavor back in stock, I'm there immediately. And whenever I'm at BuiltBar.com, I'm making sure I put in our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Do what I did. Go to BuiltBar.com. Order yourself up a flavor. Sprinkle in a new flavor that you haven't tried. You never know what your favorite flavor could be unless you try it. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKED15. BuiltBar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, Herb, I mentioned earlier on in the broadcast about Jermaine Mercedes swinging 3-0, taking Williams Astudillo, La Tortuga, taking him deep last night. And uh, here is the call from the Minnesota Twins broadcast of that same home run that you heard earlier uh, in the in the show here. Uh, this is the Twins' home call. By center field. Going back is Ref Snyder, still going back. And he has given up a home run to Jermaine Mercedes. On a 3-0 pitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it matter? You swung away on 3-0. Uh, I don't. I don't like it now. I mean, at 15 to four, I, you know, I don't like it. You're gonna, you're gonna get the same pitch after this. I, I don't like it, but 27 miles per hour. All right, so they don't like it. Um, they Jesus should. Christ, Hawk Harrelson. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know what you can do at that point. So I don't. What's your mean sports supposed to do? Lay down the bunt. You know what I mean? Like take the walk and extend the game. Everyone in that building wants to get out there as quick as possible. And Yermin's still trying to get his hits. He's playing for his damn job out there, man. You know, I I get it when you're on the receiving end. It's an uncomfortable position to be in. But you got to take a step back and be like, you know, this is just it's it's it is what it is. There's this is not being unsportsmanlike. No, as I said, if you don't like it, stop it. Don't throw at him tomorrow. Pineda better not be throwing at any White Sox tomorrow. Shove it up the White Sox ass if you don't like it on uh, Tuesday. Just win. Otherwise, don't throw a position player out there to throw 47-mile-per-hour gopher balls. What am I supposed to just sit there and take it? Oh, he could do it on the next pitch. What does it matter? What does it matter? 3-1 or 3-0? What does it matter? I mean, it's still a count. Like, I'm supposed to wait. There's an unwritten rule of you can't be swinging up 
3-0. Tell me when I can. Are you going to stop scoring? You, is the game over? No? Cool. When you guys go up to bat, it's not going to be in that bottom of the ninth, two, two runners on with Greg Groshe up and almost hit the ball out of the ballpark for the last out. I, I just don't know when you guys are going to stop playing, so we need to continue to play. So shut the hell up, Twins. It was at Burt by 11. No, Burt, Burt, it sounded like Burt by 11. I think he's uh, no longer on the broadcast anymore. I think he retired. Uh, I have Roy Smalley, former Minnesota Twin, being listed as Twins color analyst. So they, they vocally they sounded very similar. Uh, but 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 I yeah but Blylevin no longer listed as part of their crew but he had he was there for a long time but yeah Roy Smalley the uh, color broadcaster there it also has uh, Latroy Hawkins and Justin Morneau listed on their TV crew I wonder if they do pre and post but uh, I'm kind of glad Justin Morneau was there to see that after his <laughs> comments about anyone but the White Sox way back when in 2006 so uh, yeah maybe I'm petty and hold on to grudges but it's what it is all right so that's it for us. Uh, Tomorrow, like I said, uh, we'll have the the recap at midnight. Hopefully, it's a lot similar to the one we're doing right now. It's going to be Lance Lynn and Michael Pineda going. But uh, that's all I got. It was just a fun one tonight. If anything I'm missing tonight here, Herb? I mean, going up and down this box score, contributions from everyone except Zach Collins. You know, you'll never play again in Tony's eyes, Zach Collins. Um, good luck. Enjoy the bench for the next calendar week. Um, but, yeah, just – Madrigal with a great night. Liuri chipping in had, had a great night. Ta once again at the top with a I solid. I love Grandal's night. Love Grandal's night. No official at bats. Three, four walks, a sacrifice fly, two runs, score, and drives in one. I mean, the irony is that sack fly was big early. You know, it oh, helped, yeah, yeah. It get that it got that run back there, and uh, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, he. I mean, if you can contribute, get on base. That is a huge thing I, and it, the spot that he was in the order not the greatest which i would like him to be moved up to second or third so we can take advantage of him getting on base with our boppers there but yeah he did the job today that he needed to do getting on base scoring some runs and driving in one so i really like what yans money ground dial don't look at that batting average for him it never is going to be high He's always going to be an on-base guy more than a guy that's going to get you average. So that was a great game by Yasmani Grandal. Great game. Setting the table for for Leury, of course, you know, <laughs> and Danny Mendick. Every, you everybody know? knows you don't want to go against Leury. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so that's all I got. We'll be back to recap this one tomorrow morning. All right, that is Chris Tannehill. Follow him on Twitter, at Chris Tannehill. My name is Herb Lawrence. Ecknerwall23 is the way you follow me on Twitter and Locked on Socks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. 312-566-8727 for more great voicemails. You leave it there. During the game, we had a lot of them. 312-566-8727. I'm sure we're going to get one from Paul Correct later on tonight. Maybe even Jake Lamb will give us one. You think we're you think we're we've reached uh, maybe uh, Willens Ostadio will will call in and oh, be God. Uh, oh I hope not. <laughs> I, hey man, why are we why are we doing this? Um, Tortuga, what you said that's his nickname. I always just think of uh, Danny Trejo and of course uh, Breaking Bad. I hope he doesn't end up like that. That yeah. all did. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, careful. The Twins broadcast may be listening. All yeah, right, and, uh, and I'm breaking uh, breaking the. Uh, like I'm spoiling things. People who haven't seen a Breaking oh, Bad. Oh, that's yet. yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, I don't know what to do for you. And also, that's a very non-critical plot point there for, for the show. So I think you're okay. But yeah, it's a, it a fun one, and that's all we got. We'll see you tomorrow, right? All right, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight for Locked On Socks.